So, hello guys. Today we are talking about the infamous Casey and Kaylee Anthony case. I kind of went on a rabbit hole, so I've got a lot of information to throw at you. I didn't know. I wanted the details. I wanted prove to me that she did it or didn't do it. Prove to me what the jury saw. And that is what I got. I'm still disappointed, but that is what I got. <laughs> um, so we are going to do the infamous, most hated woman in America. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if you're ready for it. Um, first, um, I am going to throw at you the 911 audio. Um, Drew has not heard this, but I said there's, I mean, we're going to go over all of this. We're going to go over some of the details, but I want to throw that at you first. So here that is. 
go with what we've got and then we'll talk about what she has to say after. Right. So tonight, as you're hearing this, um, tonight is the infamous she's going to talk publicly for the first time. So November 29th, 2022, if you're in the future, hello, <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, <laughs> what a weird time to come back, but yeah, <laughs> right? for it. Um, Live it your is, dream. Right. <laughs> it is called Casey Anthony, <clears throat> Where the Truth Lies, and it is on Peacock. Now, I know a lot of people don't have Peacock. They're like, what's she going to say? Are we going to hear this? We're going to talk about that for sure. I'm going to go through the ins and the outs of the case, and then we're going to review next week what she had to say. And there's also a little bit of controversy as well of should they be giving her a platform to talk on? Yes. So that's a good thing to put your thoughts on this video if you're on YouTube or if you're listening through Spotify or another podcast place. Put out some Put out your thoughts on there. Put out some comments and, and uh, say whether you think she should even get a chance to tell her side of the story on Peacock. Mm -hmm. Or if you think maybe she shouldn't. Maybe this is just giving a bad person a chance to try to cover things up. Right. To me, I feel like you're not going to change my mind. After I did all of this research, you're not going to change my mind on what I think. <laughs> and if she stands up there and says everything I believe happened, I'm still not going to believe her because she's a pathological liar. <laughs> so what are you hoping to get from this documentary? Are you hoping that she gives you some details where you're like, Ooh, I didn't know that happened in this situation. Are you just looking to see if she's lie, if she's going to lie, like tell blatant lies? What are, what's, or are you just in it for the, <laughs> the wow, this is crazy factor? I mean, yes. Uh, if we're all in it for that. And if you say you are, you're lying. Um, I would like to see some remorse. If she did it or didn't do it, I'd like to see her say, I, I hated that my two-year-old daughter died. Because she yeah. never has said, you know, never showed any remorse or any you know, sadness over this. I wonder if she's past the place where she can get tried again. Like if it's a she, double jeopardy situation and she can't get tried again. She or cannot get tried again. So maybe she can come out and show some remorse and show some guilt in the situation if she did do it. Possibly. Um, in which case, I mean, I still don't think she should profit profit off of it, which she probably is. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know that, that would actually, I agree. That'd be something I would like to see out of it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear them tell more about Kaylee, um, mm -hmm. focus more on Kaylee because the whole case has been overshined by her, right. Casey Anthony's just you, insanity. You always hear Casey Anthony. You yep. don't hear Kaylee Anthony. Like if you right. say, Kaylee Anthony, I'm not immediately going to know what you're talking about. I hear Casey Anthony and I immediately know what you're talking about, which is sad, but good that in so far in this case, we're making sure we get Kaylee's name out there because she's the victim mm -hmm. no matter what and deserves everybody to know, you know, the world lost a, a sweet two-year-old kid. Right. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know why she's doing this now. I don't know what's going to come out of this, but I'm going to be watching just like everyone else's. So yeah. we will see. And maybe next week we're going to be sitting down and going, oh my God, did you believe she said this? Or maybe yeah. we're going to go, she told the same old story. I don't yeah. know. I mean, to me, it, it gives me, and I think I mentioned this to you just in passing when we were talking about this case, it gives me the vibes of the OJ, like, what if I had done it? Yeah. Uh, it was a 60 minutes was it 60 minutes or it was it was some documentary some uh we watched it like a dateline or some, something like that um where he talked about it and he was just hypothetical like if i did do it this is you know maybe why and it just feels like that going into it so i'll be interested to see how it actually is done like is it just her talking and giving an interview uh, are they going to do backstory and go through all of the court case and show details there and then have her talk through the whole thing? I, it'd just be interesting to see how they do it. Mm -hmm. So are we ready to dive in to the case? Yes. And then let's not do a kid case for a long time. I'm trying, I know, but it's we, so hard. <laughs> I mean, this one's, this one's in the front right now. <clears throat> And, you know, it's that time of year where everybody starts bringing back up. Um, how am I forgetting the most infamous case? John Bonet. John Bonet. Yeah. Um, it's that time of year where people start bringing up the John Bonet case again, too. So, unfortunately, during what's supposed to be the happiest time of the year, it feels like the saddest cases start coming up. Yeah. I'm going to try to start doing some adult cases and crazy <laughs> there's no, disappearances. I mean, it's true crime. There's no... <laughs> right. There's no happy. <laughs> the, the only, like, cases that I can think of that I walk away with, well, at least there's a little bit of a positive, are the cases where, like, the victim makes it out and manages to, you know, get away and have somewhat of a life, even though I'm sure that they're traumatized. But at least I can say, well, you know human spirit they survived it all that stuff right all this right. one is just sad 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 yeah oh, sorry i know <laughs> all right so i'm taking you back to 2008 july 15th in orlando florida now there's this string i hear of 911 calls um there is some discrepancy on what happened when and all of this but these 911 calls are made by Sydney Anthony, who is Casey Anthony's mother. Basically, calls 911 and says, I need my daughter arrested because she stole money from me. She stole a car from me. I need somebody to come over and arrest her. Now, we don't know if it's the same 911 call or another 911 call. In one of these, she says, it feel, or it smells like there's a dead body in this car. She says those exact words. She says, in her little Sydney Anthony way, and if you know the way she talks, it's very interesting, but she says, it smells like there's been a damn body in the car. Then, police show up at the house. They're like, what's going on? There's... George Anthony, who's the father, Sydney Anthony, who's the mother, their daughter, Casey, and then in the home is also supposed to be two-year-old Kaylee. 
they have not seen Casey or two-year-old Anthony or Ka- nah. Kaylee. Kaylee in over a month at this point when all these 911 calls are made. Casey had been with friends, boyfriend, with Kaylee for the past three weeks. When she comes home, there's a fight about the stolen car, stolen money, basically about Casey being reckless. And also she says, oh, I don't have Kaylee. So police show up and they're like, all right, there's so much to unpack here. What do we do? Casey Anthony (laughs) starts to explain the story of what she says happens. They're all screaming. They're all yelling at each other. Police separate everybody and get their stories. Now, this is a very normal household. George is a former cop. Cindy is a nurse, and they are helping Casey raise their granddaughter together because Casey Anthony was 19 when she got pregnant. So Casey Anthony was a pretty normal girl, got pregnant at 19. She says she didn't really necessarily want to have Kaylee, but her mom said, you will have this kid and you will keep it. They all kind of help raise Kaylee. We don't know who the father is. She doesn't want anybody to know who the father is, but her parents are supportive and supporting her. So it's all good. August 9th, 2005, Kaylee Anthony was born. Everybody loved her. Everything was great. So now you have police wondering, how did we go from this happy family to now they're all fighting and we haven't seen this two-year-old little girl. So Casey tells the missing persons detective that she dropped her daughter off with the babysitter a month ago and the babysitter refused to return her daughter. June 16th is the day that Kaylee went missing from what police put together. Casey told police that she worked as an event planner at Universal Studios. She said she dropped little Kaylee off with the nanny, quote unquote, and went to work. When she returned later, she said there was no one in the apartment and the nanny had just took her. She kept trying to call, but she couldn't get a hold of her. She told the police she searched parks and familiar places, but couldn't find them anywhere. She said she was embarrassed to tell her parents. Casey decided just to go stay with her boyfriend and not go back to the parents' house. Casey told police that she had not called the police or filed a missing persons report because she was scared that the nanny would hurt Kaylee if she did. Casey tells police that the nanny's name is Zanata Gonzalez, who also goes by Zanny the Nanny. She tells police the description of her and says she watched Kaylee for many years. Okay. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. That's the first part of this story. So go ahead. So, I mean, first of all, really a month? And you don't call tell anybody other than probably the boyfriend she was staying with. That's just, I mean, at the very least, if you said that was true, that's negligence, I feel like. I mean, you 
you as a parent, you cannot be like, I don't know where my kid is for a month. Like this person took it, took my kid and I just am not gonna say anything because you know what if the nanny that I don't even know where it is with my kid does something to the kid like you've gotta you gotta tell somebody that's crazy right <clears throat> so that's one thought um one of the other thoughts is the fact that the mom said it smells like a body in the car what made me wonder is if she didn't know what happened like if she did if she did know what happened and she was trying to make herself innocent uh if that makes sense like so if she was trying to be like i know that my daughter did this and i'm worried because i know that she did this i could get in trouble too i'm just gonna pretend like i don't know what happened but i'm gonna hint at this is what seems like happened and not, you know, try to not herself get in trouble too. Right. Um, I mean, you said the dad's a police officer. Uh, so I'm sure he also is like, yeah, you don't want to get caught up in this. Because I know from, you know, what, what's legal and what's not legal from being a police officer. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's not one of those situations where somebody's sitting here going, oh, man, can I get in trouble for this? Like, she literally has somebody there saying... This could get you in trouble. This could not. So she could be, I mean, she's going to know more than the average person in a situation like this. I'm trying so hard not to jump ahead. <laughs> just, see, I don't I know. I just want to be like this and this and this yeah, and this. I and I can't yet because we have so well, much more. That's why I think our, our dynamic's interesting because this is, <laughs> you know, I don't know if the people listening to this podcast are going to know they're going to be like me, me or like you. <laughs> right. Or maybe somewhere in the middle. So maybe they have some of the questions that I have. They start hearing this story. You know, maybe some of my questions are questions they would want to ask somebody in a podcast. Or maybe some of them are going to be questions where people are like, duh. Yeah. No, I already know that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, those are some of my first thoughts, really. Um I still have my bias. I'm still immediately like, yeah, no, she did it. Um, just a matter of what happened in the situation. So nothing's really changed for me and who I feel like did it. So we'll see where it goes then. <sighs> all right. So first thing that investigators do is, all right, we got to find this nanny. If this story is real, we have to find out what is going on with the nanny. It's a month-old kidnapping case. Right. And so we got to start there. So she takes, Casey takes the police to this apartment and says, right there is where this nanny lived. But the apartment is completely vacant. So they're like, okay, well, maybe she did live here, packed up and left. I mean, that could be. Right. So a search begins there. And I'm telling you, when this hits the media, it was just boom. Like, there's this young, quote-unquote, pretty girl who lost her little child, who, oh, woe is me, and the parents are weird, and it's just this whole big thing, I right? can feel I can feel your bias a little bit there, because you're, like, <laughs> pretty, but also you're, like, 
She's an ugly person. Yeah, I I think she just looks like the devil, but that's me. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> the things people do can kind of, it's like you can see their horns even though they might not have them. This immediately becomes a Nashville headline story. Um, so police are battling also the media as well, trying to track down this nanny, figure out what's going on, but also, you know, balance what they leak to the press. So they go to the apartment manager and learn that no one under the name Zanata Gonzalez had been living there or ever had been. I was wondering if they're going to do that. That's, I mean, seems like the logical first step is like, oh, did they, because you normally have to give even a forwarding address. You don't, I don't think you have to, but I think you're supposed to give a forwarding address. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there should have been a trail if she did exist. Right. They find out that this is the first lie that Casey Anthony tells. Which, okay, also thought popped in my head. Mm-hmm. Do the parents not realize that this Zanata is not, like Casey's telling them, oh yeah, I left him with Zanata. Do they not realize? Like, yeah, I've never heard of that person before. I guess they thought multi-year. Yeah. That. Well, Casey lies, 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 lies. Or maybe, maybe Zanata did exist, just not where she said. I don't know. That's weird. Well, so there is. You jump ahead. (laughs) No, it's okay. There is a person named Zanata Gonzalez living in Florida. She did not live in the same town. She had no idea what was happening, and later sued because she was in the media as being. Zanny the nanny. That happens so much. Yeah. People are like, especially with this kind of stuff where you have internet podcasts and things like that talking about them, mm-hmm. you say a name and people immediately go, Oh, I think I found this person on Facebook. This is definitely the person. Uh, let's go after him. Which right. you need to pull back on the reins a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't we, know. You gotta have more concrete details than the name matches. That's them. Right. So we don't really know what happened in those years if Casey Anthony just lied and told. What a weird name to just make up. Like, that's the very And for someone, I mean, maybe she did know somebody named that. Maybe. And just pulled that out of her ass. I mean, it's not, it's not like she, her name was like, she used like Mark Smith was talking, you know, like, this is not like she picked the most common American names. Like she picked, you know. Names that are not super common, at least. I've, I've never heard anybody with that first name, at least. Right. So after this lie, the police are like, okay, well, we've got we've to backtrack all the way and just check out Casey Anthony. So they go to Universal Studios to just check the workplace. She had told people about Zanata there. They were going to go interview people. The supervisor says that she has not worked there. In over two years. I wondered if that was coming. I don't know why I felt that coming, <laughs> but I did. This was the second lie. Like, she hadn't even worked there. So why is she lying, and where is Kaylee? And what does she even do for a living, then? Right. So police kind of set this trap, so to speak, to see how far Casey would go. So they take her down to Universal Studios, and they're like, take us to the people you told so that we can interview them. So she walks in like she owns the place, like she's worked there. She's saying hey to people, like putting on this big show. How weird would it be to be an employee there and know that like 
the police are just like, hey, just act natural. Right. Act like nothing weird's <laughs> happening. But yeah, some random person is coming in with the police to act like she knows you guys. <laughs> like, right. That's got to be weird. And people are looking at her like, who the heck is this <laughs> right. person? Um, so she sticks to her story. She says, I work here. This was my office. Da, 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 da. But eventually she leads them down an empty hallway turns around and says, I actually don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the, what was I don't the even know plan? how to describe it. Cause I don't want to call it confidence, but just like, I don't arrogance, even, arrogance, maybe. Yeah. That you think you could not work somewhere for two years, lead police back into that place. And somehow, confuse the like not confuse them but like make them believe your story like i don't know you just somewhere you've got to be like oh this is a this is stupid i shouldn't have, i should just admit right here that like yeah okay i haven't i just she would have been so much better off you just saying something like I, i've been didn't want people to know i don't work there anymore so i've been saying that but really i don't like that's way better than, than being like, yep, no, I'm going to lead you guys into this place and pretend that I'm not lying this whole time. Yeah. I mean, number one rule in true crime is don't lie to the cops. Yeah. They're going to figure that out. Like, and it makes you immediately the suspect, right? Like you, yeah. the one who's lying is number one suspect usually. Yep. So if you didn't do anything, you got tell something the truth. to hide if you're lying. Right. And also get a good lawyer, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> Even if you're innocent, get a good lawyer. Right. Um, so she basically says, I don't work here. And they're like, right, well, you're going to have to come down to the station with us. Then. <laughs> right. Like, we got to interrogate you. I mean, I feel like that immediately gives them to something where they can. Uh, yes. Why'd you lie? Detain her. Yeah, yeah. Like they have they have a charge that they could file against her to keep her and interrogate her if they want to. And that's exactly what they do. Which is awesome. That's so far. I have no issues with the police. What they've done so far, they, yeah. it seems like they. So far, it seems like everything's been the way it should be. Yep. There's immediate hurry up and look. Um, you know, immediately seems like they're kind of funneling to the right person that they should be looking at and asking yep. all the right questions. And Casey yeah. Anthony is just the one leading them down avenues where right. it's not going to help. Yeah, but I mean, in a way, they got they've got a trapper in yep. order to be like, well, we got something to hold against you now. Yep. So she still sticks to her story. She does not know where she is. She left her with the nanny, and that's it. She's not really frantic at all. She just says it. Just, I don't know where she is, and that's it. So they arrest Casey at this point for child neglect. Which, I mean, how can you not be just losing your mind right. after not seeing your kid for a month and not knowing where they are? I don't see my kid for, like, ten minutes, and I'm like... <laughs> where are you? <laughs> like, where did you go? Um, like, what do you even, have? We're even all in the house. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. Um, I don't like it. Right. I'm, I might be, you know, paranoid from all these cases, though, so that's probably why. Yeah. So... She is in jail, and because Florida has this law, basically, that 
pretty much a lot of things are leaked. Like any jail phone calls were just immediately released to the public. Like there was no hush hush about it. We see Seems like that would be true crime people's <laughs> like favorite. Of course, Florida. Yeah, it's like their their favorite uh, place for true crime to happen because they see it happen live, basically. Yeah. So we start seeing her making jail phone calls, and of course, the police are monitoring them. Yeah. Like, duh. Um, everything, every single thing she says is being recorded. Right. I don't know if she knows that, but it's weird to me too if they need to like if somebody has to because in some states you have to say your call is being recorded or your call is being monitored i'm sure she knew i don't know about if prisons are supposed to do that but i know like you can't just in some states bring in a tape recorder like hidden and and just record somebody's conversation and that be legal like that's but some states you can so Mm -hmm. I, i don't really know the laws in florida but I imagine pretty much any of the calls coming out of the prison they can use. It seems like at least from any state. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody knows the law better than me. Feel free to <laughs> throw that out there. And so what we're seeing on a lot of this is that Casey Anthony shows no emotion about her daughter being missing. She's more mad that she's in jail than her daughter being kidnapped, as she says. All she is concerned about is getting the number of her boyfriend, Tony. So police are like, there's Tony. Let's go find Tony. What's going on with Tony? We'll we'll get you the number of Tony. Just tell us where he lives. Yep. Where he lives, where he's he's at. Da, 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 da. So they go and they interview Tony and Tony's roommate. These two guys are DJs at a local bar. They're in the party scene a lot. No shame on them. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for them to be like, who's Casey? <laughs> More likely, they said, we know Casey. We don't know Kaylee? Kaylee. We didn't even know Kaylee was missing. Now, they did know Kaylee at the beginning. Basically, Casey brought Kaylee around at the very beginning of the relationship. Right. Said, this is my daughter. They got to know her. And then over that last month... Just didn't bring her at all. She was probably lying to them about where she was. Like she, you know, she'd just be like, she was at my parents. Right. And they're just like, okay, whatever. You know, like she lies to the police. She's probably lying to them too, I guess, my thinking. Yep. So they didn't even know the toddler was missing or that she was in jail or any of this happened. Okay, but how do you not know she's missing at this point? (laughs) Because it's been a month and it's in the news everywhere. They knew that. Oh, okay. But they didn't they, know before that she gotcha. was Gotcha. I'm still, I mean. In those agreed, 30 days. Agreed that they didn't necessarily do something wrong, but I mm-hmm. would encourage anybody in that situation to Go immediately to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I knew that Kaylee person. I, she, you know, she was, my girlfriend brought her over to see us like a month ago and that was. You could be the last person to have seen her, and that could have helped them out a lot. Right. So, I'm sure that all of this happened very quickly. If you know something, you want to go to the police before they come to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that this happened quickly because basically, after that 911 phone call, it was like everything erupted. She lied twice. Mm. They couldn't find Zanata. She, she like, got booked in jail. The media hit. It was it like. It happened so quick that people yeah. are just like, that the Tony and, and him might not have had a ch- 
chance to like, oh, maybe we should go to the police about that. Right. I still would say though, if you are ever in that situation, just immediately go. Yes. Like it's not, um, it's going to, again, it's going to look worse on you if you're hiding the truth or lying than it does if you are just flat out, you know, um, uh, you go to them. Right. Sorry. Uh, space there. But yeah, if you flat out go to them, they're going to be like, all right. Yeah. I mean, thank you for the help. Even anonymous tip like that. And then just going back and saying like, that was my anonymous tip. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. So there was a lot of suspicion around this family car that Casey drove. The car had ran out of gas um, and had been abandoned in a parking lot. And so the mother got a call and a notice saying, hey, this car is in the tow yard. When they got it home, they noticed the car had that smell. They aired it out. And then, (laughs) which I'm sure they, you know, you just don't think about stuff. But she said in the 911 call, smells like a dead body has been in the car. Which, I mean... Has a weird. I know. I know. People throw that phrase around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird phrase to throw around, though. It is. I mean, especially when there's a toddler missing. Right. Yeah. Um. But even police notice when they confiscated the car later that there was a definite smell like decomp. Which police? It makes sense because mm-hmm. they are gonna know that they're yeah. gonna know that smell. They're gonna have dealt with cases like that. For a random person to say that, I mean, maybe you can say that if you're like a hunter. And you're well, like, she was a nurse. Oh, maybe. So maybe she'd been maybe. around. Yeah. But, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like you have to be around something like that fairly often. Like, like hunters, maybe like they, mm-hmm. you know, deer hunt. And then they're like, well, it smells like what a deer smells like or something. I, I don't know. But yeah, a nurse kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. So they took the car in to examine and they call in cadaver dogs. The dog alerted on the trunk area. They go over to the trunk um, and they look bit by bit. They discover a large discolored area that could have been something. They also test hair and a piece of the carpet. So they find hair, they test it, and they test a piece of that carpet where that spot was. Mm -hmm. Um, When questioned by police now, um, after Kaylee had been reported missing, Cindy, the mother, says that the smell was from garbage and old pizza that was left in the trunk. What, so she did change she... her story. First, she mm. says it smells like a damn body's been in the car. Now she's saying that, oh, there was garbage that had been in the Florida heat for those 31 days or whatever. And it, it, it was probably that. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So at this point, suspicion was put right on Casey Anthony. Mm -hmm. The media, the cops, everyone was like this. We just got to prove it, basically. Um, But Casey Anthony lawyers up. And she lawyers up with Jose Bias. Now, we talked a little bit about Jose Bias the other day. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was telling Drew I was researching this and that Jose Bias was her lawyer. I already forgot who was the who do we say Jose Bias also represented? Um, Hernandez, the Aaron football Hernandez. Pl- Aaron Fernandez, yes. Um, and he is a pretty famous defense lawyer for cases that it's like 
ugh, you know, like yeah. Which I mean, Aaron Hernandez, if I remember right, that case was pretty uh, a lot of evidence against him. Right, a lot of people was sure he did it. Um, mm-hmm. So we watched that Netflix document. That was a it was an interesting documentary for sure. Yep, but Jose Bias was famous for being a good lawyer but not for good people, if that makes sense. Yeah, like it almost like he takes high-profile cases where he's probably pretty sure that the person might have done it, but still get his name out there kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't Don't, don't sue me, Jose Bias. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. Um, you do you, bro. <laughs> you do whatever you do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just having those two cases are pretty high-profile cases, I guess, is a good way of putting it. There you go. <laughs> We're just going to drink our water and not say anything. <laughs> you, you do. You, you make your money. Um, we're just going to have our opinions about Casey Anthony. We're podcasters. Don't mm-hmm. sue us. Okay. So, in all of this, remember that they're still searching for Kaylee. Like, she's not – there's not a body. She's nowhere. Um, and – Texas EquiSearch was called in, which Texas EquiSearch is like the best. They all go out and there's just teams and teams of people that ground search and air and water. And they are famous for finding people very fast. Um, And so they were called in. um, They the search was on, basically. And the media was publicizing this. If we were going to find her. We were going to find her with all of these people, basically. Um, On August 21st, Casey Anthony makes bond and is placed under house arrest. People hated her. Yeah. (laughs) Hated her. Generally, it seems like the first person to either get targeted by the police and everybody knows it, or the first person to get an arrest by the police or become a suspect and everybody like it's it's immediately like people latch onto that person. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody else, but by the time it would by the time they figure out it's the second person, the damage is done to the first person because everybody's latched onto their name. Yep. Um and there was people who would just stand on the front lawn and just scream baby killer. They would go up and knock on the front door. George and Cindy would come out and just fist fight people off their lawn. Like it was a spectacle spectacle because just everyone was like, where is this little girl? And you people are responsible. Right. I mean, you understand the outrage for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a complete mess though. I mean, oh, it was. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's weird too. Cause <laughs> like, yeah, I get that people being on your lawn is trespassing, but it's also not a good look to be, you know, physically removing people from your property. Like, right. That's not really something you probably should be doing if you're, if an investigation's pointed at you. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a good look for the parents either. Right. They made themselves, in a way, they were like harboring a fugitive in my mind. Like, she wasn't and they weren't, but it was like, I think the, I know it's probably, your daughter, they but they probably had to keep her there if she was on house arrest. I'm sure. Yeah. So they probably didn't have much of a choice. Um, it just feels icky. Like, yeah, your granddaughter's missing. I would be sitting there, like, I don't know, like, I, a, I would be out looking because they still don't know where, you know, her granddaughter is. But I would also be 
probably interrogating her just as hard as the police were. I'd be like, what happened? Where were you? What did you do? Like, give me everything you know about this nanny that you believe took her, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I would be ready to go looking for my granddaughter and leaving her in the house once I got every piece of information I could. Right. Well, some tests came back on the trunk of the car. The prosecution thought they had enough to arrest her for murder. So they did. So now Casey Anthony is sitting in jail waiting a trial and the prosecution is just gathering evidence because they have to prove it. And this is why we always say people wait so long to prosecute because you want to have a just open and shut case Mm -hmm. if you're going to do that. Um, You know, if you're, you're going to because i'm guessing they're probably pushing for like first degree murder or something like that so if you're going for something like that you don't want to miss because we talked about double jeopardy earlier in in the podcast so yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta have all your ducks in a row when you start filing charges like that yep and to us when we're in real time it seems like forever but you know months are going by and they're, they're trying. And there's but, pressure for them to get something done, right? too. I mean, the kid's still missing. Uh, you want something to happen sooner rather than later. You mentioned the media being crazy and the, the people being on our lawn and stuff like that. Like, And it, with any missing case, the longer it goes, the less likely you're going to be able to find the missing victim, um, usually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get the rush, but also that's, so everybody knows that's why people wait, to, why prosecutors wait. Right. So while Casey Anthony was awaiting trial on December 11th, 2008, a utility worker came across human remains in a field. When police and the medical examiner arrive at the scene, they find a child's skull. The remains were about 20 feet off the road in a wooded area. Around it were two black trash bags and a canvas-type bag. There were bones in the bag and mixed around on the ground. Also near the body was a child's blanket with Winnie the Pooh on it. Animals. See, those details I hate so much. I know. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but it comes back later. I know, but man. Yeah. Um, Just like if there's not a thing that says innocent child, it's Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. Yeah. I know. Uh, all right. So animals had scattered the remains, um, and the body was very, very decomposed. I mean, when we're looking at skeletal remains, we're not seeing a lot of evidence, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Sorry, guys, but it has to be said. Yeah, you gotta give the details to know mm-hmm. the case, but it always it does suck. It sucks so bad. It does. Now, the location where the body was found was just around the corner from the Anthony home. I mean, pretty much down the block. Yeah. Um, this was in an area where there was trees um, because this was the only area. That, I mean, there was houses everywhere around except for this little part right. with trees. So it was kind of an obvious place, I guess. It seems like Looking it. at it. Yeah. Um, seems like if you... Sus- suspect her you like work from their home out and that's one of the first places probably you look Mm -hmm. 
which DNA proved that it was Kaylee's body. They did list the manner of death as homicide. They get a warrant for the home and they find that Kaylee's room was decorated in a Winnie the Pooh. The canvas bag that the remains were in was sold in a pair. The other bag was located in the home. So it was not looking like this was a stranger abduction. Now, when they say that, I'm like, look, they could have, if a, if a stranger did do this, they could have taken a blanket with her. Yeah. But she hadn't been in that home <laughs> is the thing. Like her mother said she hadn't been there in 30 days anyway. Yeah. I mean, they would have, uh, yeah, I mean. It's a weird piece of evidence to link, but I get, I mean, I guess you I could, I guess you could be like, she was abducted 30 days ago. Kaylee hasn't seen her in 30 days. Like she was abducted from the home. I, I don't know. I just yeah. still, it still all points to Casey in my mind, but. Right. So we're in the process of getting ready for this trial. Um, now this was <laughs> so hard to find a jury that didn't know this case. I mean, everyone in or that Florida wasn't already did. biased. Too. Right. And I think, and the lawyer talked about in a couple interviews about how that's where he thinks a lot of this case got messed up was because you can't find impartial. Right. You can't, you don't want to select a jury that thinks she's guilty, but that's all you had. So then those people are just going to think she's innocent because the information that was out pointed to her. Right. You can't, you know, you're ideally you're supposed to find people who don't know the case, but I mean, I, I remember either at the time of it happening or during the court case of it, I remember it being like every outlet said she's guilty. Mm -hmm. Every outlet, like right. people are waiting on the verdict. I remember that part too. Mm -hmm. Like everybody was like, she's going to be guilty. We're waiting on this verdict. The day the verdict comes out, we're going to celebrate. Like it was just, it, it, I do remember that feeling of it feeling like, yeah, this is a, this is an open and shut case. Right. This is how it felt from all the media. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I told you at the beginning of this, I was like, yes, say that that's all you knew was that she was guilty because I didn't give you any information. You didn't have a lot of information. Right. And you said she's guilty. Yeah. And that's just from the media. Right. Like, that's literally from the media coverage of it is like, she's guilty. We're just waiting on the sentence. Like, mm -hmm. what's it going to be? Yep. So finding this jury was <laughs> very, very hard. Right. And meanwhile, you had all of these people trying to fight over a seat in the courtroom. You had media who had seats and family who had seats. The rest were basically given out like first come, first serve to the public. Just anybody? Oh, that's yes. weird. You literally, I mean, I saw footage of this guy literally punching another guy to get ahead in line. Yeah, like, let's not bring more <laughs> violence into a case right? around violence. Like, like can you? Slowly civilized a little bit in here. Yeah. They're literally fighting. They're trying to get to see this trial. And this was just a trial. Florida man punches another Florida man <laughs> just trying to get into the courtroom and ends up having his own courtroom. If there was an alligator present, this would be the most Florida-y Florida thing I've uh, ever heard. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, um, but I was going to ask you what your thoughts are on open courtrooms and courtrooms being open to the media. Cause I feel like sometimes it ends up just getting in the way and it makes sense why you would do it. Cause you want to get the media out of there. You don't want them, you know, telling what happened, influencing. I mean, you can, you can put jurors in a hotel room and be like, you can't hear or see anything, but I mean, it just ends up kind of doing this where there's a giant mess of people that are like, this is what happened. Uh But then if you seal it all off, then nobody knows what happens. And then you're like, did this go down the right way? Like did everybody, I mean, if you think about it being sealed off, then she gets, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like proven innocent or oh, like right. gets um, um, acquitted. Acquitted. There you go. Uh, if she gets acquitted, then everybody's going to be like, what happened in the sealed courtroom? Did something go down unethical? I mean, I feel like there's pros and cons to both ways. Right. You're absolutely right. And I don't know my exact feelings on it. <laughs> I know this isn't good for a little two-year-old girl who like, like this is just, it's taking off like all the attention off of what happened and putting it on Casey, Casey and just the outrageousness of this trial. And it was just a lot. Yeah. I I would almost like to see too, some of the, John Bonet stuff happened with Kaylee. The more I've heard about this case, because John Bonet, I feel like you've heard so much about who John Bonet was. I, mean, I know she was two years old, but I mean, we literally of this case, all we know of Kaylee so far is that Kaylee liked Winnie the Pooh, which is heartbreaking, as I right. mentioned. Um, but you know, John Bonet, there's yeah, she was a little older, but I feel like we knew so much about John Bonet's life. And about her as a victim, whereas this case, you barely even know Kaylee's name unless you go search it. I think that has in part to do with how young she was, but also I think it has in part to do with the fact that Casey Anthony didn't put attention on Kaylee. Like, I'm sure her grandparents tried, but Casey Anthony wasn't, her top priority wasn't being her her self-preservation. Right. Which to me, and the trial isn't going to put it. it all yeah, it's her all going to be about Casey. Yeah. yeah, well, to me, like that immediately may means or not means, but shows to me like I at this point I don't even know if I would care if she was guilty or uh, innocent, but still got proven guilty. Like to me, like you deserve jail time just for <laughs> acting like that. Yeah. Um, I know and, legally there's no, right, but, you're, you're just being a bad person. So you should go to jail. But I mean, <laughs> wish there was. Right. And I'll have more to say on that later for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so May 24th, 2011, the trial begins for Casey Anthony. The parents were allowed in the courtroom, but they were specifically told show no emotion. They had to be stone-faced. They were told by lawyers. They were told by their lawyers. Don't you show anything. Don't cry. Don't react. I couldn't do that. I 
as a grandparent, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. Like There were a couple times when they left the courtroom. A parent, grandparent, whichever. I mean, you're sitting there hearing how you, your kid may or may not have done this horrific thing to your grandkid. How do, how do you not? Like, it's not like you can be 100% in control of your emotions, especially when something that terrible is being talked about. Yeah. And what's really sad was there's some bombshells that get dropped in this trial. And they pan right towards George and Cindy, and they're just sitting there. They have to. Because they cannot show emotion. Right. So then they're put in the media as not showing any emotion. Right. And it's really sad. Yeah. I don't know that I could do it. I would have to be like, just don't. uh, Sorry, I thought I saw the light go off on your microphone. Oh, no, we're still. still (laughs) You're still on too. All right. Um, But, like, um, yeah, how, how do you do that when it's your family, you know, mm-hmm. and you're probably hearing things about your daughter that you didn't know, like right. she was doing this or that. And you're like, really? Yeah. How did I not know this? She's my daughter. Right. <sighs> the prosecutors on this case used Casey Anthony, not wanting to be a mother as a big motive. They talked about how, when she was pregnant, she told people she didn't want to keep the baby. And the mother told her she had to keep it. Oh. Which I thought with that is, okay, look, I get why they're using that as a motive, but that doesn't, I, I feel wrong about that because mm-hmm. I know so many people who have had kids that they're like, I don't, I don't want to have a kid, but, and then they have the kid and they're like, I'm so glad I did have a kid. Right. And so, I mean. Or people who have had abortions or adoption and, you know, it doesn't make them right. not have wanted it. It just yeah. makes the circumstances I, I, That's why I was going to say, I just know that things change so much after the birth, I guess, that, yeah. like, it, one way or another, it just seems like a hard motive to push. Right. But they hinged a lot on her being young and partying and not wanting to be tied down. They said that between... All the lies and changing stories, along with her car, that Casey was the one responsible. Uh, when the defense gets up, Jose Advias drops a bombshell explanation for what happened. So this is all in opening statements. You have the prosecutor saying, this is the motive. She didn't want to be a mom, so she killed her kid. You have Jose Bias coming up and just, oh. He lets out (laughs) the craziest theory, and it's a lot. So are you prepared? All right, guys, I am ending part one right here. But you are not going to have to wait long because I will be uploading part two as soon as possible, probably within the next hour. So stay tuned. This gets crazier and crazier. Hi guys, I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out, help us grow. Um, You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, Yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, Tell us what you think. 
We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.